Welcome to the So You Want to Talk About Leadership podcast, where we redefine leadership. Leadership isn't just what you do, it's who you are, how you make people feel, and how you show up in the world. Stay tuned for a different perspective on leadership to learn, grow, and expand as a person. If you're not afraid to lead by example or live in excellence, this show is for you. If this is not you, Come on back when you're ready. We'd be glad to have you. Now, here's your host, the serial leader himself, Tony Miller Jr. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to another episode of So You Want to Talk About Leadership, where I'm your host, Tony Miller Jr. Well, the day has come where this is the last episode of season one, and I want to thank you for riding with me. We have to finish and close out the leadership alphabet that we started way back in April. And so the last three letters, we finally gotten to this point. The last three letters that we're going to knock out today is going to be U, V, and W. So let's just jump into it. The first letter we're going to talk about today is the letter U and the leadership alphabet word is unify. As a leader, your job is to unify those around you. You must bring people together to achieve a common goal. There is nothing worse than a leader who cannot unify their people. The only thing worse than a leader who cannot unify their people is a leader who is the cause of division and chaos of their people. Leaders are able to unify their people by who they are, what they do, and how they interact with others. It is very hard to get things done When there is no unity and people are not on the same page. When something goes wrong, the leader needs to know how to bring their people together and build them up so they're not stuck in that same place. So my question to you is how do you unify your people? I said it a little earlier that you unify people by what you do and who you are. But who you are starts with your values. And the word values brings us to the next letter, V the letter V, which is for values. And so earlier in the leadership alphabet, we talked about integrity, but there is an interesting connection between integrity and values. See, at the heart of integrity is our values. So in order to live a life of integrity, in order to lead with integrity, we have to first identify our values. See, values are the qualities or ideas that each of us cares about and considers important. They can be morally based or simply based on a want or need. They can be good or bad, reasonable or unreasonable. See, values serve as the basis for our actions. As a leader, you need to know what your values are and live them. Too many times there are leaders out there walking around and they don't know their values. So my challenge to you is to go out there and find out what your values are, whether it's your personal values, your business values, your professional values, whatever values they may be, you need to know what your values are. See, people should be able to see your values in the way you live. See, oftentimes people identify certain things as their values, but their actions don't line up with what they say their values are. See, this is an issue of Actual values versus espoused values. See, actual values are the values in which you truly live day to day and people actually can see. 
And sometimes they can't even sin because sometimes like the value of yours is integrity. Sometimes people may not see that you're living in integrity, but you understand what I'm saying. And see, a spouse values, those are the values in which you hope to possess or aspire to have, but you're not there yet and your actions are just not congruent with them yet. See, the way, I guess an example for you is, let's say you value multiple opinions, right? But, or you say you value multiple opinions, but every time somebody offers an opinion, you shut it down and you don't even want to hear, you don't even want to hear it out and you just go with your initial idea. So the question then is, do you really value multiple opinions or do you say that you value multiple opinions because it sounds good, it sounds nice, because as a leader, you know you should value multiple opinions and value what other people have to say and really take it seriously and not just say that. Another funny thing about values is that in some cases, there may be values that take a back seat to other values in certain situations, and that's okay. For example, you can value fun and you can value education. But if there is a situation, if there is a time in which you are putting your education before fun, fun that's going to take a it's going to take a back seat because you got to get some work done, you got to attend this class, you want to read this book, you want to read this article to help you develop and help you learn from an educational standpoint. Yes, you still value fun, but at this current time, that value of fun takes a back seat to education. See, fun is not necessarily a bad value to have. Like it's, I actually think it's an important value to have because it kind of keeps you loose. It kind of keeps you human as a person and makes you a lot more fun to be around. But there's going to be a certain situation. There's going to be certain times that calls for certain values to stand up and come to the forefront while others need to take a back seat. And so there's a difference in not actually having these values and saying that you do and it, the actual versus the spouse versus one value or a few values taking a front seat versus a back seat in certain situations. So just make sure that your values are in congruence with your actions. And the reason I say that is because somebody is watching. Somebody's always watching. And finally, as I close out this leadership alphabet and season one, I want to talk about well-being. Yes, well-being, that's our W. Not enough leaders are taking care of themselves and it's literally killing them. My cousin Ebony, when she was on about a month ago, she shared a story of a leader who had a heart attack because they were not prioritizing their health and well-being and they were just going, going, going nonstop, really wasn't delegating anything. And all of that stress, everything that was going on, it caught up with them because they weren't taking care of themselves. So I want to talk about the eight dimensions of wellness briefly and then challenge you to check in on those areas that you don't pay much attention to and do a better job in taking care of your overall well-being, especially your mental health. So the eight dimensions of wellness that I'm going to share with you and explore was actually adapted from Margaret Schwarbit of Rutgers back in 2006 on an article that she put out called a wellness approach. And so she gives us eight dimensions of wellness. And so if you want to find and read that article, the name of it is a wellness approach by Margaret Sorbrick. And so you can find it wherever, I mean, you probably can go on Google scholar and find it. Or if you are a part of a university, 
you can actually go to your university library online and likely find that article online as well. So the first dimension of wellness that she identifies is the emotional dimension of wellness. And so I'm sure we're all familiar with the emotional dimension of wellness. And then there's, and I'm not going to get into this today. I may do it next season, but there's also a wheel of emotions that I like, because I think when it comes to our emotions, we, we understand and get the surface level emotion, but we don't dive deep enough with how we truly feel about our emotions. Like we can be mad or we can be angry, but there are different levels to anger or to being mad to help us truly understand how we are. And so that emotional dimension is simply being able to um, coping effectively with life and creating satisfying relationships. That's the emotional dimension of wellness that you might want to just check in on and pay a bit more attention to. Then you have the financial dimension, which is satisfaction with your current and future financial situation. That's simple. I think we all are aware of that. We just may not know that it impacts and plays a role in our wellness or our well-being. The third is, our, is the social dimension, which is developing a sense of connection or belonging and a well-developed support system. The people that you have around you matters. It plays a big role in really just your overall sense of self and how you show up in the world. And so making sure that from a social standpoint, you're good, will kind of help benefit you to kind of live and, you know, kind of not necessarily live carefree, but it's being a good place because you're surrounded by good people who you trust, who are there to support you and really not being around toxic people. The fourth dimension is the spiritual dimension. And so that's really expanding our sense of purpose and meaning in life. And notice I said spiritual dimension and not the religious dimension because they're different things like spiritual and religious. They're not the same things. And a lot of times they get confused and they're used as synonyms when they're not. This is all about, again, expanding our sense of purpose and, and meaning in life. The next dimension is an occupational dimension of wellness and that's personal satisfaction and enrichment derived from one's work. So simply put, do you like what you do? Are you in a good place at work where you like the job you're working, you like where you work at and you like the people that you're working with? That's simple. That's something that we're familiar with, but we may not think of in a way of it being a part of our wellness, but it is there. And then you have the physical dimension of wellness. And that's simply recognizing the need for physical activity, diet, sleep, and nutrition. So as you can see, that encompasses a lot as far as the exercise, the things we eat, how much sleep we get, and the nutrients in which our bodies are getting. That plays a major role in how we feel overall because if we're not getting the right nutrition, we're not getting the right minerals and foods and different things in our, in our bodies, then that's gonna impact how we feel physically. And so it's important that we pay close attention to our physical well-being, our physical wellness. So we're in a good position. So we're making sure that we're exercising, we're staying active. So our bodies get the activity level that it needs so we can continue to thrive and be in a healthy place. The next dimension of wellness is the intellectual dimension. And that's recognizing creative abilities and finding ways to expand knowledge and skills. So how do we expand on who we are as a person and the knowledge that we have, the things that we know? That is a dimension that I don't think a lot of us think about. 
But that is a very important dimension of wellness. And then finally, last but not least, is the environmental dimension of wellness, which simply is good health by occupying pleasant, stimulating environments that support well-being. So where are we? What are the things around us? And I think something that we don't realize about these dimensions of wellness is that we don't understand how these dimensions actually interact and really combine and collide with one another. Because if you are not in a good emotional place, that can impact how you are socially that can impact you on your job if you're not in a good financial place again that can impact you socially that can impact you from a spiritual level so it plays a role and even thinking about your occupational wellness where i think a lot of people we don't pay attention to this we don't understand how much of a factor this is and really bogging down our wellness if you're not happy on the job that can impact your emotional dimension, depending on if the reason you're not happy on your job is because you're not getting paid enough. You're not getting paid with your work that can impact your financial wellness, your social wellness, because when you come from work, you don't really want to hang with anybody. And when you are in the presence of other people, you're not a pleasant person to be around. It impacts your, you, you spiritually, physically. I'm sure there are certain things that come with the body and the impacts of that when you go into the space of work which then ties into the environmental dimension of wellness to where you're you don't feel like you're in a place that is a stimulating environment that supports your overall well-being and so those are the eight dimensions of wellness that i want to challenge you to take an extra look at this week study it a little bit more and think about the dimensions in which you don't give a lot of attention to and try to focus on those just this week or just take it a day by day it's eight of them they are again the emotional financial social spiritual occupational physical intellectual and environmental and again margaret swarbrick she wrote an article where she goes into details and she identifies and shares these dimensions of wellness so make sure that you check those out and so as we get ready to leave and wrap up season one i have to leave you with the final three things just to get the recap one you have to learn how to unify your people in the good times and the bad number two always strive to have your actions be in congruence with your values because people are watching People are watching what you do. And then lastly, simply take care of yourself and take your overall well-being seriously, especially your mental health, especially your mental health. Given the, what we've all experienced the last year and a half, the mental health of people has been, I mean, it has, I mean, it has eroded and we really need to take care of ourselves from a mental health standpoint. And it's not necessarily going to talk to a psychiatrist or a therapist or anything of that nature. It's doing what you know is best for you and puts you in a place where you have the, the time to relax, rejuvenate, recuperate, and do what it is you need to do to make sure that you're in a good mental space so you can be 
everything that you are, everything that you want to be for yourself and, and in others that are depending on you. Leadership is hard. Leadership is not easy, but you have to take a break and take some time for yourself. If not, you're going to burn yourself out or what you're doing is not going to be as enjoyable and you're going to fall out of love with it. And we don't want that. I don't want that. I know you don't want that. So please, please, please don't take your mental health. Don't take your well-being. Don't take your wellness. Don't take your self-care for granted. Well, that is it, everyone. That is we'll wrap up season one of so you want to talk about leadership with tony miller jr i just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who have listened to a second of this podcast no matter if you tuned in and this is the first episode you've listened to or if you've rocked with us all season i just want to say thank you because i know that time is precious and it's the only thing that we cannot get back and so we're going to take a break i will see y'all in 2022 and as always until next time be the leader that your peers need to see do you have something to say that the world needs to hear of course you do i felt the same way and that's why i started this podcast i started my podcast five months ago and have been heard in over 140 cities in 21 different countries. That's only possible because my podcast host is Buzzsprout. They make it easy to upload your podcast and get them listed on all the major platforms. If you're looking to spread your message to the world, I highly recommend Buzzsprout. I've put a link in the show notes, and if you start an account with Buzzsprout using that link, they'll know that I sent you, and they will send you a $20 Amazon gift card. Join over 100,000 podcasters already making the impact around the world using Buzzsprout to help get their message out there. Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed the show, check out my Patreon page for more. You can get leadership tips of the week, shout outs on the show, any new digital downloads, ebooks, or you can join me for our weekly book club reading. Click the link in the show notes to become a patron now. I look forward to building a community with you.